Welcome to the Travel Pulse Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Bowman, the executive editor of TravelPulse.com. Today is Monday, October 25th, another Monday edition of the show. You never know when these are going to drop. Monday, Tuesdays, my schedule fluctuates. So, hey, make sure you hit that subscribe button and you'll get an alert and notified right away when a new episode does drop. Uh, coming up on the show today, as we always do, we'll talk what's trending in the travel industry, including some vaccine mandate news and some big news over in the cruise world as well. And that's kind of our theme is a bit on cruising. As later in the show, I'll be joined by Debbie Fiorino, Senior Vice President and COO of Owned Brands for World Travel Holdings and the godmother of the river cruise ship Amasiena. Uh, she and I will discuss the latest in the cruise industry and what travelers need to know about river cruising versus ocean cruising. So, uh, to my travel advisor listeners out there, though, be sure to check out the upcoming uh, Live, Love, Eat Travel Expo for a chance to connect with tons of suppliers and win great prizes. The expo takes place October 27th and 28th from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern each day. And if you're listening to this later in the week and you missed it, don't worry. The event will be on demand for you to check out various videos and highlights. Again, make sure you hit that subscribe button, though, and you'll get notified right away and get up to date on all these great events happening around the industry. So now let's jump into what has been trending in the world of travel in the last week. And we begin with some vaccine mandates and air travel. Uh, right now, only about 60% of TSA employees are at least partially vaccinated. And the deadline for a requirement is November 22nd. Uh, so are we headed for a potential TSA staffing shortage for the Thanksgiving rush? Some people in the industry are worried about that. But the White House came out and said, uh, along with multiple airlines, that the vaccine mandate won't impact holiday travel. White House COVID-19 coordinator Jeff Sienz told reporters last week that, quote, vaccination requirements will not impact holiday travel. The requirements for federal workers and contractors will not cause disruptions to government services that people depend on. Agencies have the flexibility necessary to enforce the mandate without impacting critical operations. Southwest Airlines CEO Gary Kelly also said that the vaccine um, vaccination issue would not disrupt holiday travel, saying, quote, we are not on a campaign here to force everyone to get vaccinated. We're not going to fire anybody who doesn't get vaccinated. American Airlines CEO Doug Parker said that, quote, we don't anticipate any operational impact, end quote. Um, he also said that American is highly confident that it will have enough staff to fly its holiday schedule as planned. Flight attendants were told that uh, they won't be fired either if unvaccinated by the deadline. Um, in regards to not firing his employees, Southwest CEO Gary Kelly said that, quote, we're going to have to figure out, we're, we're going to work with the government on that. It makes no sense that we would not respect that and find some way to work with our people on that, end quote. Uh, you know what makes no sense to me? Setting a mandate, but then now seemingly backing out of it? You know, all this back and forth, you know, it's not going to end. It's still going to be, I mean, we still have until uh, first week of December, December 8th on the deadline there. And, you know, it's going to continue to be a story. All this back and forth, though, I think we can just go ahead and forget about a vaccine mandate for passengers for domestic travel. You know, we know it's on the table. Uh, Fauci said it's always on the table, as I discussed in last week's, uh, last week's podcast. Uh, it's just not in the near future. You know, but with airlines struggling to get their own employees vaccinated and now backing out and saying they're not going to be threatening and uh, firing people, uh, I just, I don't see there's any way that they'd be on board with forcing passengers to then be vaccinated. So, right, you know, let me know your thoughts on this whole vaccine mandate storyline in the travel industry podcast at TravelPulse.com. The U.S. did just announce today, um, just before recording this, actually I had to adjust my schedule here, but uh, they announced the new rules for international travelers entering the United States. You have to be vaccinated and you have to show proof of a negative COVID-19 test taken within three days. Uh, if you're unvaccinated, you have to show proof of negative COVID-19 test 
within one day. There are uh, limited exceptions that they will continue to release details out on that. But uh, for those of us who had hoped that the U.S. would implement uh, that you only had to be show proof of vaccination and then you'd be fine, you know, thus would then eliminate the need for getting tested before returning back to the U.S. for anyone who is vaccinated. Uh, that doesn't appear to be changing anytime soon. So if you or someone you know is traveling internationally soon and arriving to the U.S., still going to have to get tested before you enter. Um, and that will likely be that way until uh, into 2022. For how long, that remains to be seen. Um, these new rules for uh, international travelers coming over into the U.S. It goes into effect November 8th. So got some time there. If you're doing a trip this week, um, you still have to show negative test. Uh, if you are a U.S. citizen and coming into the coming back into the U.S., you still have to show a negative test, uh, but be prepared to have your COVID card as well in the future. And in addition to showing that negative COVID test uh, across the pond, though, the EU could further ease travel restrictions for those who are COVID-19 vaccinated. Nothing is confirmed just yet, but discussions are happening and countries are working together to try to find a way to ease pandemic travel restrictions. Uh, the EU could scrap its traffic uh, light system and allow vaccinated travelers to travel freely using a digital COVID passport. So good news there in the industry. They're trying to figure stuff out over in the EU and, and make things a little bit easier. I'd love to see that. Love to hear it. So U.S. Uh, hotel occupancies and continuing with good news, the hotel occupancy levels and uh, U.S. travel agency air ticket sales uh, continue to improve. All great signs there. The Airlines Reporting Corp data showed an increase of 175% year over year in September. Um, historically, September year over year data dropped. So nice to see that. Obviously, things are way different in 2020 versus what, you know, where we're at in 2021 now. But there was a bit of a dip um, previously and, and now, you know, in the month-to-month uh, -month stuff, but now for year-over-year, year, it, it's good to see that. And, and for the hotel side, occupancy levels reached their highest peak since August. So all great news for the industry there. Continuing on the good news train, Hawaii has made the call for tourists to return to the islands in November, sorry, November 1st. Uh, back in late August, the message was, don't come to Hawaii. Please don't. I mean, people still came. People still went. I know someone who's who's there right now, and I know people coming up and, and going soon, and definitely they're going to have a big um, wave of passengers coming in for the holiday season. You know, we're in late October now. Cases are going down. With the holiday season approaching, Hawaii definitely needed to have that message out there. Many in the industry uh, that work in Hawaii were really pushing for the governor to, to make that statement and and make it known that, hey, it's safe to come back. We're, we're welcoming tourists back. And, and they finally did, and they set a date for it, and there was no... Um, delay on that it's nice that it's you know november 1st is what they're targeting you know some i think some people were worried that it might they might push it to december 1st and you know say only come here for um you know the end of the year travel and stuff but if you uh, i know people who do thanksgiving travels to hawaii so um you know hawaii is okay with that you, you can go on down now so that, that that's good for the industry there um moving over to cruise news uh, just for uh, hitting the highlights here, just announced today, actually, the CDC is extending the conditional sale order for cruises to January 15th with minor modifications. Uh, the CDC said, quote, the CDC does not view this temporary extension as imposing any new burdens or obligations on cruise ship operators when compared to the previous conditional sailing order, um, end quote. So basically, things will continue as we are now. Cruise ships are going to keep sailing. So uh, the CDC did say it intends to transition to a voluntary program after January 15th in coordination with cruise ship operators and other stakeholders to assist the cruise ship industry to detect, mitigate, and control the spread of COVID-19 on board cruise ships. So things are going to stay the way they have been for right now. And moving into 2022, it looks like 
they'll get some changes up there. In other cruise news, Carnival christened the Mardi Gras cruise ship over the weekend. I was on that ship a couple months ago. Great ship. So much to do there. Some really great food there. They had Shaq on board for the christening ceremony, so that was really cool. Um, cruise ships are also been given the okay to return to Brazil later this year. Uh, other cruise news, Disney Cruise Line unveiled uh, t- earlier today, too. It was big, big news dump today on this, on this Monday. Um, Disney Cruise Line unveiled new dining and entertainment details on board the new Disney Wish, which is set to debut in June of 2022. So some fun Marvel-related stuff there and some really cool food as well. You can check out the full details up on TravelPulse.com. Royal Caribbean gave away 1,000 free cruises to travel advisors who attended the Travel Leaders Network Edge Conference last week which is just fantastic. I think Royal Caribbean has been doing a lot of great things for advisors out there. So kudos to them on that. And those travel advisors got to be loving the fact that they get a free cruise. So, and speaking of Royal Caribbean to wrap up here, what has been trending in the last week, big news from them last week is they announced their first ever world cruise. It's a 274 night ultimate world cruise. They're calling it. Uh, It will visit all seven continents and more than 150 destinations and 65 countries on board the serenade of the seas sailing round trip from Miami on December 10th, 2023 through September 10th, 2024. The price range for a full cruise is $66,000 to $112,000. So that's a lot of money, but hey, some of those world cruises tend to sell out pretty fast. They're pretty popular. So that wraps up what is trending in travel. Any additional thoughts, drop me an email podcast at travelpulse.com. Let's talk a little bit more about cruising now as we jump into this week's interview. And now joining me on the podcast is Debbie Fiorino, Senior Vice President and COO of Owned Brands for World Travel Holdings. Debbie, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Eric. Awesome. Yes. Yeah, so Debbie, it, you had a great year so far because you've you got to christen a cruise ship, which not a lot of people can say. You got to smash that giant bottle against <laughs> the ship. It was an awesome experience to have done that um, couple, almost like two months ago now. Um, so what is it like being a godmother of a cruise ship? You know, the word I, I keep using when people ask me is magical. Um, you know, it certainly was a long wait for the moment to get there due to the pandemic. You know, we the ship was supposed to be christened in August of 2020. And we actually, of course, we did it in August of 2021. Um, and, you know, obviously anticipation is the best part of anything. Um, vacations, um, weddings and christening ships. <laughs> but the day itself was just magical and just obviously just such an honor to be even considered. Um, and I'm a waterways, Christine, Rudy, Gary, the crew, the employees, shoreside, they're all just amazing people. Always feels like family and coming home when you're going on any of their ships. So I just now have my picture on the wall to make it really feel like home. Yeah. And that, that's pretty awesome there. So that's the Ama Waterways Ama Siena ship, um, mm-hmm. sailed on the Rhine together, which was a great experience. It's a little different, you know, timing then versus now with it. It's so much, you know, with travel restrictions, so much is changing. And then that's why it's always important to work with an advisor and hear from advisor, um, advisors and, um, and everything. So what is the latest going on in the cruise industry that, uh, where it's at today? How safe is it to cruise right now? Would you say? Yeah, I mean, you know, the cruise lines have always promoted health and safety aboard their ships, but they certainly have had to escalate that to higher standards. Um, you know, cruising is one of the safest ways to travel, to, to vacation. Um, you know, with cruise lines sailing at least 95, if not 100% of passengers vaccinated, they're enforcing pre-COVID, you know, pre-cruising testing. Um, they're wearing face masks when social distance, distancing is impossible. They have state-of-the-art medical facilities on board. 
Um, you know, they're, they're operating at reduced capacity. So there's lots of room for social distancing and making sure you don't feel overwhelmed by crowds. And I really believe there's no other industry that has um, had more restrictions put on them on yeah. top of, in, and on top of that, they've gone above and beyond the criteria set by the CDC's conditional sale order. Um, so it's even safer than the CDC recommended. Yeah. And then the cruise industry needs that, you know, you need to promote up and they need to showcase that, you know, it is safe and safety is key and that's the top of their minds. And I think they've done a good job in doing that. And obviously, you know, river cruise, whether it's a river cruise or an ocean cruise, they're different experiences, but it's sure. all, it's all part of the cruise industry. And I think they've kind of come together to showcase that, Hey, we, we need to be together and, and promote that um, cruising is safe and, and you can do it. And the experience is a bit different, would you say, you know, compared to uh, pre-pandemic times? And um, Yeah, but yeah, I was just going to say, you know, it's safe and it's still fun. It's different, right? But our whole world is different, but we're still having fun doing other things. And we, you know, it's just like pre-9-11, things are different. Um, and now, you know, post, well, it's not really post-COVID yet, but during this, this time, things have to be different. And some things will stay different and some things for the better. But yeah, it's different because you have things that you have to do. But once you get accustomed to what those things are, it actually is a lot easier than people think. It's not as constricting as people think. Um, and, it, and most importantly, it's keeping people safe. Um, and at the same time, getting out of their homes um, and being able to go somewhere where they can still enjoy themselves and still have a really great time. Definitely. And as it pertains to river versus ocean cruises, a lot more people, I think, uh, do ocean cruises. But um, what are some similarities and differences uh, other than, you know, the different types of water that you're on uh, for a river <laughs> cruise versus an ocean cruise? Sure. Well, I mean, some of the similarities, of course, they, I think they both have the great high level of service. Um, they both offer us, you know, shore excursions when you're in port. Um, luxury ocean cruises are, are, that are smaller, are sim more similar in nature to river. Um, it's more about the destination. Um, they both have cruise directors. Um, some of the differences, I would say, you know, in river cruising, um, shore excursions are typically included as part of the of the fare. Although that could be true too on some lu on luxury ocean cruises. There's certainly fewer passengers on a river cruise than there are on, on ocean cruising. Um, there's more specialty restaurants and dining options on an ocean cruise, Broadway-style entertainment. Um, there's typically more, uh, less children on river cruising. Again, although, again, you know, luxury lines and some, some of the other lines like Viking and, and Virgin have adults only. Um, so there's, there's differences, and that's what you said earlier, why a travel advisor can really help understand what those differences are so that people can determine what's going to be the best fit for them. Right. And uh, do you have, I mean, it's a loaded question, but what's your favorite thing about a river cruise versus your favorite thing about an ocean cruise? I don't have one thing. <laughs> I love both, certainly. Um, for rivers, I love that it takes you to so many destinations. And one day you can actually be in two different cities or towns, potentially even two different countries. I think when we were on the Rhine, we were in Germany one day and France, you know, the same day. Um, you know, you unpack once, you have this luxury experience of this accommodation you come home to every day. Um, and the people know who you are and you get to, they get to know what you like to eat, what you like to drink and everything. So for river cruising, I think that's probably the thing that's the favorite for me. Um, for ocean, you know, I, I love the moment you walk on an ocean 
cruise ship, especially these days in the way they're building ships. They're just, they're works of art. Um, and I have a 15 year old son who loves to cruise and has had the opportunities. He's been on a couple of river cruises, but especially ocean cruising. Um, and when he just enjoys it so much that it makes me happy to be able to go on a vacation where it makes him so happy. When he was around nine years old, I remember him saying he loved the ship so much. He asked if we could live on it. So I told him, I said, sure, if you get a job on a cruise ship, um, when you're old enough, you can absolutely live on the ship. <laughs> but, you know, just, you know, the specialty restaurants, just having so much to choose from on an ocean cruise. You know, if you want to truly relax, you can. If you want to be active, you can. If you want to, you know, if you like comedy shows, Broadway musicals, um, you know, just the list goes on that you can do on an ocean cruise as well. Right. I think the entertainment is a bit more elevated on an ocean cruise, but that's not to say that river cruises don't have entertaining aspects right. to them. I think it's just it's a bit different style um, on the ocean cruises. One thing I will say that um, biggest similarities I know from from both of those and my experiences being on a river cruise and an ocean cruise is that the food has been top notch on every single line I, I've been on. Obviously, you know, some are better than others. And if you want to divulge on which ones, you know, you think are better than others, by all means do so. But I know that no, the I food agree. has always been fantastic on any cruise experience that I've done. My actually one of my friends that came with me on the Ama cruise said someone was asking her like, what was the best places to eat? What countries, what towns? And she said the ship. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, you know, the food was just amazing and you're right. So, but you know, on a river cruise, it's, it's just, it's always been amazing. And on, on ocean cruising, you know, they've elevated with specialty dining, but the dining rooms themselves, just the, the main dining rooms themselves have amazing food options. So um, I would agree with you that it's, it's, that's, that's the, a great similarity between the two of them. Uh, yeah. That and, and the level of service too. And I think we're seeing more and more like, people appreciate that service when it comes to cruising, uh, even more so now than maybe they hadn't really thought too much about beforehand, uh, pre-pandemic, uh, that is, and everything, because you know the, the level of service, so many people that work in the cruise industry were without work for so long, and now the passengers are coming back. That's one thing I keep hearing from advisors or regular cruise travelers when they come back is that, oh, the people were so happy that we were there, and their service was amazing. Yeah, no, you're right. They're just they're happy to have people come, as they say, come home. Um, and I was going to say that the same thing for, for, for both of them. My favorite thing is the service. Like literally, just like anything, you know, relationships is what matters. And you create relationships with the onboard staff. And since the pandemic, I think it's been elevated, I think, for two things. One is because they're so happy to have people back, but also the capacities are lower right now. Um, and I know that's not going to last forever, but they're able to spend more time. They have full staff on board these ships, um, but they don't have full passengers. And so they're able to, you know, the quality of, of that experience right now, if people can travel, um, is, is significantly um, elevated because partly because of that as well. Yeah. And one thing with, with river cruises and, and ocean cruises, I think a lot of people think ocean cruise and they think the Caribbean and then river cruise. They think Europe, but it's so much more than that. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, the, the vast uh, range of uh, different cruise experiences beyond just those two? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously with, with, with River, you know, it goes to so many destinations. I actually really feel like I have a lot, lot, long list of bucket list items. And I think River Cruising certainly can take you to those places. I mean, I've been... Um, to Africa and I was on the Zambezi Queen on Ama Waterways um, and so not many people think of Africa and river cruising they think of safari and we did the right. safari through the river um, you know we did um, we also did the um, 
Mekong um, uh, on the river. So um, there's just so many places to see and go and and rivers can definitely take you to all these destinations. And then for ocean, there's just so many, there's so many possibilities um, beyond Europe, beyond the Caribbean. You know, you get the Galapagos, you've got so many different things that people can go to and experience the world. Um, And again, I think the favorite thing about cruising is that you unpack once, you get on board, you have this luxury home to come home to and you get to go tour the world and find out what, you know, what places you want to continue to go back to. Um, and you wouldn't be able to see that many things just going on a land, on a land vacation. Definitely. And yeah, you speak of, you know, seeing the world and rural Caribbean just announced that epic world, world cruise. cruise. Yes. Yeah. Which is world cruises is a whole nother sector of everything. And it's like, you know, 200, 300 days of, of exploring all around the world and, you know, 70 plus destinations or things like that is I'm always fascinated by that. And, and the fact that the, a lot of those like, sell pretty quickly too which is crazy right because their right price away. tag is yeah that's I'm amazing trying out, i'm trying to figure out how to get that much vacation time i haven't <laughs> figured it out yet <laughs> yeah i would love that right yeah sorry boss i'm just gonna go travel uh the world on this cruise ship and um yes. hope that the wi-fi works for me so i can work but yeah right. <laughs> but you can't work from anywhere these days so that is actually true. you know that's amazing people are actually vaca- taking vacations um taking their families and extending them into allow because their children can work can do school from anywhere if they in in spouses can work from anywhere yeah yeah and and wi-fi is pretty solid on on cruise ships um some better than others um but yeah that's yep. i think that's the nature of, of wi-fi everywhere though so yeah um well yeah th- this has been fantastic one uh, last question here is what is your top advice uh for our travel advisor listeners out there who sell river and ocean cruises or maybe they want to get more into selling those Sure. I mean, obviously for selling anything, I think it's understanding your customer and qualifying them, determining what's important to them, food, entertainment, are they active? You know, some river cruise companies have shore excursions that cater to more active people. Some have more for wine and food. So it's really understanding what is important. But I think most important for all travel advisors is to make sure that we're communicating the value of using the travel advisor to help you determine what's best for you. Um, because I talk to a lot of people who say, you know, I'll say, do you book to a travel advisor? They'll say, no, I'll say, why not? And they say, I really don't understand why. And it really is about making sure that you, they, you get put on the right ship, the right time, the right place. Um, and so really talking about the value of the travel advisor and the value you bring, um, and then you can qualify them for what is right for them. 100% agree with you. Yeah, that's one thing we love talking about on this podcast is the, the make sure you use a travel advisor if you're not already. And there, there's so many different ways that they can help you. And, and they're there in your corner too, should something go wrong. So always Absolutely. use a travel advisor. Awesome. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Debbie. I really appreciate this. It's been fantastic. Thank you, Eric. Thanks for having me. Thanks again to Debbie for jumping on the show today and talking river cruising versus ocean cruising. No matter which way you do, you're going to have a great time. I, I'm fully in agreement on that. So If you'd like to be on the show in the future or you have any thoughts or feedback or comments, reach out to me, podcast at travelpulse.com. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great week. 